Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of the Prince Huda podcast. Yes, finally, Prince Huda has a podcast. I am so, so excited to be starting this. The timing is right. The vibes are right. And the co-host is right because I'm not doing this alone. My co-host does not need an introduction, but I will give him one today because we are recording. If you play hockey, if you coach hockey, if you watch hockey, if your kid plays hockey, you know who this is, Mr. Toe Drag Release, Mr. Style and Flow. <laughs> My co-host on this journey is Coach Chippy. Holy, what an intro from Prince. I have a lot of energy. Prince is bringing a lot of energy to this podcast, and I'm excited, Prince. This is day one. This is episode one. Prince is coming with a hot topic of lists. We're going to talk about every sport you could imagine. And um, you better tune in because it's going to get pretty funny. I'm excited. And I think, you know, I'll never say that to you in, in person, but I'll give you I'll give you that beautiful intro. Also, my good, good friend, Coach Chippy. I get asked a lot. I think since, you know, videos we started doing together, hockey tournaments, I get asked a lot. How do you know Coach Chippy? Are you his security guard? Are you his employee? Are you his handler? Handler was a weird one because I don't really know what that is. But I've gotten all sorts of questions. And I'm sure you're going to start getting questions soon of, Coach, how do you know Prince Huda? How do you know Prince? How do you know him? So, of course. I'd love to start with how we met each other if you want to jump in on this great, great story. Oh, I love it. All right. I think I can just kick it off here. So, I think it was first year of university. Um, we were at Laurier, um, and I remember at the beginning of university, we had to like choose if we wanted to be in dorm style or off campus. And for me, like I wanted to be on dorm, like I wanted to get to know people, like I didn't want to be off campus at all. And then of course I get the email. I think you, if you had a 90 average in high school, you got to choose your residence or something yeah. like that. Was that true? Yeah. 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 I think it was like 90 and yeah, we were both some smart kids, so we both got our – well, maybe not. Okay, yeah, so this is the story. So I was – I got a 90. I had a 90, but I guess at the deadline before – there was a deadline in like February, I guess it was, and I didn't have the 90 average then, but I had the 90 average at the end of the school year. So – but the, by, at that point, it didn't matter. So they were like, yo, it doesn't matter. We've like assigned you to Marshall Street Res – and then I'm looking on I'm, I'm I'm looking on the map, right? And I'm like, where like Marshall Street? Like my dad was like, I never heard of that. And then I'm looking, it's off campus and it's like an apartment style. Exactly what I didn't want. Like I wanted to be around people, I wanted to be around, you know, everything. So I'm like, no way I gotta sign this off campus res. Um and then so day one, I'm going in, moving in. I like I kind of meet my roommates or whatever. Uh, a couple of them were cool or like one of them like honestly honestly none of them i don't i didn't think i was gonna vibe with any of them i'm gonna be really honest i walk in i'm like <laughs> are these my roommates like i like this is just not my vibe i'm an athlete i don't think any one of these guys played sports uh maybe one of them did um or maybe a couple of them did i don't know it just it just wasn't a vibe from the start <laughs> yeah i mean I was the well. I was just. It's funny you say you were like the last thing you wanted was apartment. That's what I wanted, and I was like, yes, I want an apartment. I want my space. Want to be a little bit further from campus, be able to do my own thing, get some roommates off the bat. So it's just funny how like what you didn't want is exactly what I wanted, and we ended up in the same place. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy that you want because I thought like being on campus. 
it's like you're around everyone. You're gonna be. You have a whole floor. You're gonna get to meet. And like that's what I heard because my dad went to the same school. My dad went to Laurier as well, so he was in on campus. He said that was his best experience. Like, so I was hoping for that, but no. So day one, uh, big shout out to Ruben. Big big Ruben and I are kind of kicking it, and we're trying to figure out what to do. And I guess there was like a Facebook group chat that all the Marshall Street residents were in. So they were like messaging different parties to go to. So Rubes and I are kind of like, yo, I guess we should probably maybe go check out one of these apartments or whatever. I think we might have went with the whole crew. I think we actually went with everyone in the in our in our in our room. And we show up to this party and it's like in like it's like the twelfth floor of uh like a King Street res. I don't even remember what building. Do you remember what building it was? I, I couldn't tell you, but I do remember that address came in. It was like a Thursday, something. It was like, oh, there's a party. All right, everyone's invited if the address is in the group here kind of thing. So, yeah, I so then I end up, we go up this elevator. We get to this random room. I think my roommates knew the person or something. I don't even know what the situation was. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I don't even remember. Like, were you playing? Were you doing something? Was it like, or were you just like, yo, like what room? Or what I was are you in? The, like, like that. Yeah, I was like, I was with a buddy. So like we roll in, you know, too deep. You guys are like five. And so I'm like, all right, like you gotta like, you know, who do you know here? The answer is no one. So you gotta start talking to people right away, or else you get that like, you know, why is this guy here with his buddy kind of thing? So I we started talking, <laughs> and it was like that scene in Step Brothers, like, oh, uh, what res are you in? Oh, same res. Oh, what floor are you on? Oh, same floor. Oh, what program? Oh, same thing. It's like, do we just become best friends? And that's <laughs> that's how we met. Literally, like the scene in, in Step Brothers, just a little bit more PG. That's literally it. It was um, yeah. What floor? We're in the same floor, same res, and same program. And I was like, all right, like kind of found someone that seems a little bit half normal because I went to Lori. I didn't know anyone. Like I had no friends. I didn't have any. Like literally, didn't know anyone. So I was like, I'm trying to. F- meet some people like some normal people that you could probably kick it with i meet prince at the at this at this party and then i guess we had a couple classes together like what was the next how did we just started i think like from what i remember like we had classes at the same time so like i'd see you walking and like i had a roommate in this in the same program or not the same program but some of the same classes and so we just start walking together and then like yeah you know I remember, like, we had like calculus at like eight thirty in the w- frigid winter. Oh, yeah. We walked together, and then we'd walk together. And every and I'm not an early morning guy, so like, I swear, Prince would be at my door waiting every morning. It'd be like we'd be walking. I think it was Laz. I think we had like BU one eleven together yeah. or something. It was Laz, and we were deep from campus. We were like a deep. fifteen minute walk. It was not close either. It was no, not it close. wasn't close at all. It was actually just horrible like i was looking back on that experience with minus 30 we're oh, walking yeah. to laz and i'm not, i don't like talking in the morning i don't think you really like talking in the morning either we're trying to make convo because we don't we're really just know silent each other like walking that just like heads down <laughs> don't want the wind in our oh. faces we're just walking oh my god i'm just like just getting now. anxiety thinking about first year like heading into laz like heading into those big lecture halls and Oh, uh-huh, bro. Like, the I just. We, oh. The days we'd walk over, then you see a sign on the door. Oh, yeah, class is canceled. So go back home. That was where all those math, those, those calculus classes that we would go to. And the guy would yeah. literally cancel every class ever. 
and wouldn't send an email. I just wouldn't check my email in the morning. I'm not even looking. I'm waking up. I'm barely have enough time to throw on my pants and get out of the house. Like, yeah, that was, that's, that's some memories right there. And then we ended up, um, both deciding to live together the next year. Yeah, Cause like you're the group. Well, remember we had a group and then that group changed and it changed again. But like the two of us stayed in that group kind of thing. Like guys were in there, guys were not. And then we ended up, you know, living together for the next three, three years or four years, three years. Yeah. Three years. Who was supposed to be in that original room? Was it Seidel? Uh, and the boy or no, they, they, they were living in Lux. They were living in Something Lux. Like it was, it yeah, was a lot, of, a lot of names were thrown around. You know, they're all they're all listening, and it's it. They're probably all listening, which is funny because it's like if you told Prince and Chip <laughs> at eighteen years old when they're walking in the calculus class in minus twenty five degrees, they'd be doing a podcast. What five years later? You know, look at us. Oh like my that goodness. Paul Rudd meme. Look at us. Look at us. So it's yeah, cool. Yeah, I like, remember this is a there cool was... dynamic there. Yeah, there were some wild first year uh, parties that. Uh, what was oh, it? Yeah. The the what was your what was your three two? What was your mine was what was the residence number? Oh, so I I, I was in three D and so three like, D throwdown. The three D throwdown. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was trying to you know impress everyone. Like yeah, like we're a host. We want to establish dominance. Like we're a we're a party yeah. room. We want Prince was that guy. Prince wanted everyone in his room. He wanted to host. He wanted to get to know everyone. He's like, we're going to be throwing a 3D throwdown. Yeah. Bring all the ladies. Bring all the yeah, yeah, exactly. There's there's one one name in particular that I really wanted to show up. And, and I believe she did for a little bit, too. And that, that was the main goal. Oh, I know. I think, I think the, whole, the whole apartment had a crush on her, too. Like, I had oh, a crush man. on her as well. Yeah, we can't be... I don't know if we should be saying names, but she might. No, we're not. We're not dropping names. We're we're not (laughs) dropping names. That's for sure. Um, She knows who she is. She knows who she is for sure, and she knew it. But yeah, yeah, though I think so. You know, I just wanted to give listeners, viewers. You know, everyone ask always ask me how I know Chip. You know, that's a short version. You know, that was what five six years ago, and here we are now doing a podcast. We ended up living with each other for four, like all three years. Four years at yeah, Jorge. yeah, graduated yeah. still in the same house, and like you know, we've kept in touch since. This guy's been killing it with the videos. I'm starting to kill it with the videos, and now look at us. We're on a podcast, we're chopping it up. You know, you've kind of taken over the hockey space. I'm trying to do the same in the football space. You know, I we, we kind of knew that early on, too, which is funny. Like when we were in school and we were you know, watching games every night, you'd always want to throw on the hockey game. And then if it was Sunday or Monday or Thursday, I'd always want to throw on the football game. So we kind of knew that about each other early on. So it's cool to see us in these spaces doing our thing. Yeah, I think it was second year we actually filmed our first podcast together called Smoke in the Room. Oh my goodness. Oh my God, you got got stuff on deck. I forgot about that. Yeah. You remember Smoke in the Room? We, We were... We decided to film a pod, I guess, for our second year. We were living um, together, and we had this attic upstairs. It was, like, the perfect gaming setup, and, like, we also smoked quite a bit of weed at that time oh. in our lives, so it was a... Um, smoke perf- in the Room. It was a perfect, perfect name for the podcast, Smoke in the Room. We would be smoking bongs and uh, decided to start a podcast, so that was... 
second year at university, we kind of became degenerates, I'd say. Uh, like we did like what two episodes? University. I think How we many did like two. Did I, we do? two. I think we did about two or one. I, I remember the one. I remember telling that that same story from the first yeah. year. I've, I've told it a couple. I'm sure, times I'm sure it'll come out on here. Yeah. I'm sure it'll come out on here. No, I remember. That's crazy. I I forgot about. That's like you unlock the memory. Like I was like, whoa, <laughs> smoke in the room. Smoke there was in a the lot room. of smoke kind in of, that room. That's for sure. That's kind of a funny smoke. name. That's kind of a sick name for a pod. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it in the vault for a future, uh, future uh, uh, endeavor here, folks. Smoke in the room, but I do I like, like it. that. But, smoke in the room. You know, for listeners, yeah. there won't be a lot of smoke in this room. Maybe some smoke no. conversation, but you know. We got a football guy. We got a hockey guy. So this is, you know, a sports podcast. Maybe a little betting talk. I, you know, I dabble in the sports betting quite a bit myself. Chippy, you know, he had his he had his phase in the sports betting era. I think we were, you know, we were we were we were doing it for quite a bit of time on those basketball. I had my heyday. Double double parlays. Yeah, I we, had my heyday. We were the we were the kings. Of I think it. I got you into social. it. Pardon? Yeah, I think I got you into it. I think I was like the guy. I, I don't so know. Too. My buddy got me into it. I remember my buddy, we were, it was Christmas break and I went home and then my buddy was like, yo, you're going to like rip one of these parlays or whatever. And then they ended up, I think I ended up winning a couple hundred bucks. And I was like, yo, like, I don't think I'm ever going to have to work again. Like, I think I'm just going to start ripping these parlays. And uh, for the rest of the semester, like four months, just degenerate. And I was like, oh, yeah. yo, I don't know if I can continue this. I don't know if I can continue this, this pattern because it was. Uh, I remember a Luca. I remember it was a Luca double double. I or like a Luca triple double, and he had bro. He needed like two rebounds, and there was a full quarter left. And because they were blowing them out by so much, he didn't play one minute in the fourth quarter. And I didn't get that triple double. And I was like, "Yo, this is I'm done. My my betting career is over. The most unlucky thing ever." Um, but I do remember that. Yeah, I think like. So that was the stage where we were just betting only parlays. So you look at a lot of sports bettors now, you know, the strategy is you don't put a lot of money on the parlays because they have such high returns. You kind of lower the unit size. We we're just going hard, like as much money as we have in the account, all going on parlays, you know, a chance for two grand off of Julius Randall double double. Like that was just, I mean, I think we lost quite a bit of money in a few months there. And I think we all just collectively were like, we're just gonna stop doing this for a little. Bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to, I had to call it quits at that point. I was like down bad. I was like, I need this, I need this Lazise money. I can't be uh, giving all this, this food money away because at that point we had no income, and I love to eat Lazise every day. And I was like, oh, yo, shut up, I'm not gonna be able to afford Lazise. Um, but yeah, Waterloo had a lot of shawarma places, so we used to oh. eat a lot of shawarma. I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing that also strengthened the bond between us is a shared shared love of uh, shawarma and Middle Eastern cuisine. Because that's yes. something you know, you know, as 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 you know, a, a Caucasian, a white boy, that's not something that I would have expected to see or hear from you. And so when I learned that, I was like, okay, this this guy, this guy's cool. This guy's I might cool. be the biggest shawarma guy on this planet, and I've said that to you, and I might claim that still. I think I'm the biggest shawarma guy to ever walk this earth and um i can and you know what hot sauce bring it you know that you know that prince you know if it's hot sauce bring it on chippy will oh, tackle yeah. that hot sauce doesn't matter what it is it's hot chippy likes hot it doesn't matter if i'm going to sweat profusely through my clothing i want that 
hot sauce on there. Oh, for sure. I think uh, it was always sort of a competition of who's more macho, who's more manly, who can handle more hot sauce. And ladies and gentlemen, let's just say I'm undefeated in those contests. No way, brother. No way. Oh, I'm. I. I would always. Go. I would always try. Well, I was always letting you order toe. first. I'd always let you order first and then go one line above just to kind of Yeah, he'd go right. one line above, but then he'd be like, yo, this is I'm a, I'm a mouse on fire. This should have got three lines, got four <laughs> instead. Yeah, you're not eating for taste there. It's more just you're eating for ego, which it's like lifting. It's like betting. It's like, you, you know, eating. It's just for ego. Eating a lot five of lines of hot sauce for ego is definitely what we were doing. Yeah, I've, I've been there before. But of course, you know, we'll get into some stories from our past, some core memories unlocked on both of our ends. You you stopped me twice today with Spoke in the Room and the 3D Throwdown, so I will have to get you back with some other memories in the future. But at the end of the day, this will be, you know, sort of, you know, boys chopping up, shooting the shit, but, you know, it all comes back to sports. And so I think that was one of the key bonding points of our lives. And so I do want to start... Um, with some football, you know, you used to watch football kind of with me. You know, if it was on TV, you would stick around, you'd watch it, you kind of got into it, you know, especially with the betting stuff that helped too. But yeah. I'm curious now in 2023, does Coach Chippy watch NFL? I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched a single game all season. <laughs> I've, okay, I've, I've caught a couple, you know, Chiefs are my team. Um, I might have switched up to the Dolphins now, but oh, Tyree okay. kills my guy. Tyree kills my oh. guy. You know, Tyree kills my guy. He's been my receiver since day one. Um, I think I'm a Dolphins guy. Is that crazy to say? No, I mean, I remember when when we were watching, you know, Chiefs were your team. Tyree Kill was your guy. Tyree Kill moved to Miami. You know, there are fans of the sport that move with certain players. You know, you remember Patriots fan, die hard, live or die. Tom Brady was my guy. When he moved to the Buccaneers, they were my second team. Like, I wouldn't claim them out loud, but I'd be watching more Buccaneers games than I was Patriots games. So I totally get it. You know, you're more open about it than I am. So I, I respect that. Can you name uh, two other players on the Dolphins? Uh, of course, I can name the quarterback, you know. Starts yeah. to Tuvelo, Tuvelo, Tuvelo. Yeah, I mean the Tua, Tuve, close. That Tua, works. Tua, of course. And then there's a couple like other receivers and stuff on the team that <laughs> I don't think need to be named because it's just so obvious, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. No, I, I, right? I knew who you were talking about. You didn't, you didn't even need to say it. But yeah, like, yeah, it's funny because. NFL, like, they literally own a day of the week, like, in terms of of, of watching. Like, I've, I'd love to know how non-football fans spend their Sundays. Because for me, it's like, wake up, you know, maybe go to the gym, make some nice breakfast, and then sit on the couch from 1 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. And that that's the whole day. And then there's games sometimes in England, and they're at 9 a.m. So now I'm sitting on the couch from 9 a.m., to 11 30 p.m and it, it's literally bliss like that is the greatest day of the week that's like only thing i want to be doing on sundays okay so you're asking me what i do on sundays i'd love to know i mean uh, when the dolphins are playing i'm sure you know you're seated on the couch you're watching the game you got your <laughs> dolphins tyreek jersey on but when the yeah, dolphins glued. aren't playing what is chippy doing on a sunday honestly 
I most of the time I don't know what day of the week it is, and I'm going to be completely honest. Like I don't I don't know what day of the week it is for the most part. Okay, um, with the nature of what I do, most days are looking the same for me. Um, wake up, film some stuff, um, go to the gym, and you know it's. Most of the days have been looking quite similar, to be honest. I'm my days. Sometimes I'm like on the road for some things, but for the most part, when I'm home, the days are pretty much the same. So my Sunday to my Monday isn't really that different. <laughs> He's not thinking it, any day that ends in Y is the same. I, I respect that. I respect that. Like that's a good way of. I'm looking at it and something I need to take into account because we only have two months left in the NFL season. Super Bowl 57 is only two months away. Your Dolphins might be there. Uh, your old friends, the Chiefs might be there. There's a lot of interesting teams in the NFL right now. A lot of interesting storylines that I'd love to get your take on given you're kind of on the outside looking in. Um, you know, you're one of your favorite quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes. I'm not sure if you saw he was crying on the sidelines. Not on the not crying, <laughs> I did but, see that. You know, I did yeah, see what that. What did you think I, of that? I thought that was crazy. Um, I mean, like the play was offside. No, the guy lined up offside, and then now he's yeah. saying he shouldn't have called it or something. What, what did he say? He said it wasn't fair that he called it because Kelsey is such a superstar. He said he was he was pissed after the game because for those if you didn't see it. Travis Kelsey, he caught the ball 30 yards down the field and he lateraled the ball back to Kadarius Toney who ran in for a touchdown. Something that we've probably never seen in the NFL before. If it did count, it would be considered one of the greatest uh, plays of all time. So Mahomes was pissed because it was such a good-looking play. Kelsey won't get the credit for it when he retires okay. because they called offside, which I think is ridiculous. I think it was offside. I don't know how you can like it. Maybe if it wasn't offside, you could argue that yeah, it was the greatest play. But tell who was the receiver that was offside? Uh, Kadarius Tony. And if you're a football fan, it's not the first time he's made a very you know ill-advised mistake in a game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. So Tony, like, stay on side, big dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that. At the end of the day, you got to stay on side. That's just a sport. Um. Is that like crazy call? Like, do they not call those? Like, I swear every time it's offside, they're calling it. Like, it's not like it's a call that they don't make. Yeah, it's pretty Is common. It? Like, I saw a stat that this year they've called more than, you know, either of the last two years combined. But when they show you the lines on TV, you know, his foot's over the line. So it's really hard to dispute it with all the technology they have now that really just shows, hey, he's, you know, a foot offside. They're going to call this regardless of how good of a player you are. Yeah. 10 times out of 10, we're calling that's the right call. Um, as a Chiefs fan, um, I'm not too worried about it. I think Mahomes did apologize, didn't he? Yeah. Because it was very out of character for him. You don't like, he's been the golden boy of the NFL for like the last five years. So to see him, you know, sort of ranting and, and complaining, it was very out of character. But he did apologize. Yeah. So. You know, well, he went up to the other quarterback, didn't he? Like, what goes up to Josh so, Allen? So this, it's like, oh, I just should have been offside. What That's crazy. Like, you know what? Like, just like go shake the other quarterback's hand. He beat you. He doesn't care. You think Josh Allen's like, oh, 
yeah, like I care that the play was offside. Like, shut up, Patrick. Like, I'm not too worried about it being offside. Like, it was offside. Don't tell me about it. Go talk to the league. So if I'm Josh Patrick Allen in that situation, I'm like, relax here, Patty. Like, come over here. I'm not even dapping you up at that point. I'm like, hey, buddy, like, get out of here. Like, that's just me, though. If, if the other guy's trying to tell me about, oh, we got screwed over. Like, why are you telling the other team that? Like, it's not something that Josh Allen cares about. Well, that's where, so I, like, so the, the video started at the tail end of their conversation. So I don't want to, you know, bail out Patrick Mahomes here, but they could have, you know, dapped up, good game, and then maybe Josh Allen said, hey, that's a tough call, to which Mahomes responded, oh, you know, we, we got screwed, blah, blah, blah. Like, maybe <laughs> we only heard the tail end of their conversation is when they when the cameraman decided to hit record. But no, you're right. If he literally, Josh Allen goes good game, Mahomes starts talking about the refs, like that is, yeah, a, I mean, like, that is a childish punk move for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I think that um, I did catch that. I did catch wind of that. I think that was pretty popular amongst the um, Sports Center Instagram reels that I follow. So I did I did catch that. Is there anything else in the NFL that I may have? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I saw yesterday. Apparently, he wants to like he might play next week. What? Remember? <laughs> Did he blow yeah. his knee out? He tore his ruptured his Achilles September first week of September. Actually, September 11th because it was it was the Jets at home against the Bills. The first or the second play of the game, his Achilles ruptured. You know, everyone thought, all right, he's done for the year. You know, we'll see him next year. He might not ever play again. There's a chance he plays. Next week. So in the same calendar year, what, four, four and a half months, he's back on the field. So this guy tears his Achilles and he's like, what is he, 45 years old? How old is he? I think he's 38, I want to say. 37, 38. Coming back in a couple weeks from an Achilles tear? That yeah, sounds apparently like... the team. Oh, he's 40. So yeah, you're right. He is. He's 40. So apparently he looks normal. There's been videos every week of him like throwing the ball and doing some jogging and he's had a miraculous recovery. And so now the conspiracy theorists, did he ever tear his Achilles? What's going on here? You know, it's a weird thing to fake, but it's like, we've never seen this in any sport. I don't think like this isn't just exclusive to football. Nobody comes back from this kind of injury this quickly. So it is very, very, very peculiar as a sports fan to look at this one. Yeah. That's insane. Coming back at age 40 from an Achilles tear. You think career ending injury at that point, like 40 years old and you're tearing your Achilles and you're having surgery on it. And then you're playing in the same year or in the same like six month period or three month period. That seems fishy. Coach Chippy thinks that's fishy. I think that's very fishy. I don't know if he's fake the injury. What would that do for him to fake the injury? Like, why would, uh, like, would he benefit out of taking it? Sympathy. Sympathy. Uh, you know, a lot of people knock, you know, he came to the Jets, and if he didn't win here, you know, not the knock on Aaron Rodgers is the lack of championship success. So, you know, mm. it gets him out of the expectation of winning a championship, maybe. I don't know. Like, I'm just speculating here, but he does have a lot of haters. But... You know, again, like, why would anyone want to fake this? Why would anyone want to go through the rehab? Why would anyone, especially with him, like, loving to be in the spotlight, taking a step out of the spotlight for as long as he has? You know, it, it is very weird to assume that he faked this, but it's also just as weird to be playing so shortly after the injury. Yes. So what would know. you want to see happen? Do you want to see him play next week? Of course we do, right? Uh, 
Yeah, of course. As a fan, yeah, I'd love to see him play. I think um, I think next year is going to be the year. Like, I think next year is his last year. His Kobe Bryant last season, everyone kind of knows. He signed a two- or three-year deal. But a lot of times at the NFL, if you just retire, the deal is just axed. So I can see him playing one more year next year, full health. Uh, the Jets make some moves in the offseason, bring in some receivers for him, bring in you know some more help on the offensive line. And he has that, you know, right off into the sunset. But I do think, you know, as a fan, I want to see him play next week. I don't know who they're playing. I don't even think they're in playoff contention, but screw it. If Aaron Rodgers is playing, you know, millions of people are going to watch him. Mm -hmm. So what is you know, Rodgers' salary? Uh, I want to say like 40 million. So guaranteed. he doesn't need to play. At yeah, age so he signed 40? a three-year. Yeah, at age 40. Previously, the fourth highest paid player with an average annual salary around fifty million. <laughs> so, what would you do with fifty million if you were uh, making fifty million a year? Like, what's your life? Like, what's the lifestyle change? Lifestyle change. I think first and foremost, personal chef. Having someone that cooks for me, <laughs> you know, handles my meals. Oh, I'm feeling this today, or oh, I I I like this kind of food. Like having one of those. Uh, you know, a lot of people. That get rich, they want to buy a lot of cars. I'm not a car guy. I'd love to have a driver, you know, drive me an Escalade, have a driver, have a chef, trainer, you know, all these people kind of working to help me be a better person. So that's what I do with the money right away. But of course, you know, a mansion, you know, some nice clothes, you know, these these print shades would be a little bit more brand higher, if you know what I mean. Like, I would okay. be living my life at 50 mil. What about you? 50 schmilly? Ah. Uh... You know, I'm going to give back, you know, give back to the community. Probably, uh, <laughs> it's probably the first, thing first thing I do. <laughs> oh, I wish you went first. Now I look like an asshole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I would spend it. Um, I'd probably buy some crypto. I'd probably like get a nice little crypto portfolio going to maybe turn that into a billion. You know what I mean? Get a little, yeah. maybe, like, maybe like 10 million in crypto maybe i'll buy some some bitcoin some ethereum some v chain maybe buy some altcoins i'd probably splurge a little bit in the in the crypto space um and then yeah i'd probably buy some investment properties you know like maybe a couple apartment complexes who knows get into that real estate game and then so you're trying like, to make I don't, 50 turn into a billion. I was trying to spend it all. You're trying to make it bigger. So there's different. I, I like just that. don't, I don't spend, like, I don't buy stuff. Like I don't buy shoes. Like I don't like, I'm not really like a big, like spender. Like I don't really buy anything. Like maybe get like a new streaming setup. I've been trying to get a new PC and laptop to stream for like a year now. I just, I just need to pull the trigger on that. But yeah, like. Maybe like spend it on like a production for like a movie or something like that. Maybe like a highly produced movie. That would I don't know. Yeah. But like fifty million is a lot of money. Like it is it is and it isn't, it feels like. I feel like you could spend fifty. Yeah, everything I described that I wanted would probably be, you know, within the first ten. And then I got forty to do, you know, what like a mansion. Like a mansion though. Like you could drop ten million on a mansion. You know what I mean? Yeah, Beverly Hills. <laughs> live or live amongst. The yeah, like stars. where, like where are you located? I guess I want to like know where you're located because that's also affects. Probably multiple places. Uh, I went to okay. I went to Portugal 
in the summer. And it was the first time I went to Europe. Europe's beautiful. I mean, I can't speak highly enough about that country. It's literally my phone screensaver. One of the places we went to is a nice rooftop uh, in Lisbon. Um, so, yeah, I would love to live in Europe for a little bit, North America for a little bit, maybe South America. You know, I could just if I have that money, I'm doing whatever Africa, you know, whatever. Maybe so you're traveling. Time. So is traveling on your bucket list then? Traveling, but not like I like the idea of like vacations, but I'd like to like live in a country for a little bit. Because when you're on vacation, you only see like the highs of where you live. Like I'd love to, you know, be in a place, a foreign country on like a, a sad Monday and really see how they move there versus here. Facts. That's what you got you got to get the actual uh lifestyle like cuz you can fake yeah. it on a, you could you could fake it on a weekend, you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. some of these places can have, you know, a fake good lifestyle on the weekend, but like what's it look like on a Monday? You know what I mean? A Monday yeah. afternoon when everyone's at work, what's the actual lifestyle like? Because Yeah, like yeah. you think about anyone anyone could have fun on Saturday. Any place anywhere oh, yeah. you could have fun on a Saturday, but like on Monday you know, it's a little different. You gotta, you can't, you can't hide as much. No, like Las Vegas, everyone says a weekend in Vegas, right? What about Hump Day in Vegas? What does Wednesday look like in Las Vegas? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. Like, I feel like that's what we need to get to the bottom of. I feel like this might be um, a side mission. We have to identify what it's like exactly on a Hump Day, on a Monday, on a Tuesday. Yeah, I don't want to. When party. it's not, when it's not the highlight reel of the week, when it's not a Saturday or a Friday night. Okay, yeah. I want to see what this town actually is like. You know, like what is Mississauga, Ontario, like on a Wednesday? Oh, you know, that's not much going on. What is Tro- there is not much going on on a Wednesday in Mississauga. On, on okay, let's go say Toronto on a Wednesday. Okay, you you recently are working downtown Toronto. What's that experience like? You said there's a lot of people there during the week. Yeah, I think like. Everyone says the summertime is so different. And I think like living where we do, like it gets dark at like 5 p.m., right? So just the vibes, like this is the perfect time of like what we were saying of like, what is that city like on a Wednesday? What is Toronto like on a Wednesday? It's, you know, it's busy, it's bustling, but like, you know, Wednesday, 5.30 p.m., it's pitch black outside. It's already quiet. You know, if there's a Leafs game or a Raptor game, the city's alive, the city's buzzing, maybe a concert, but... You know, if, you know, King Street's not popping on a Wednesday in December. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so Prince isn't going after the 5 p.m. drink specials. What, what are they called? What is it? Happy hour? What are they called? Happy hour? Is that, Happy is that a thing? Hour? Like after work? I, again, it's, it's all summer. Like it's like even like so there's not much going on. Like there's no, you know, the patios outside is really where you bring in that foot traffic. Like, oh, look at this. They got the music. They got the people. Dead. Like the vibes are there. There's not much of that vibes. I'm sure there are the happy hours. You know, I'd love to get invited to one if anyone's listening and you know wants to put Prince up during the week. I'm downtown Toronto. But, you know, right now it's just come home or go to the gym, make some videos and, you know, just a just a somber, somber Wednesday. I like it. I like it. You know what? You're pretty, um, you're dedicated to your craft. You're just like, I'm going to come home. I'm going to work. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep making these videos, oh, keep yeah. pumping them out. Work, don't it's stop. Good, uh, Whether it's me, 
yelling at my phone about the NFL being scripted or or rigged or or losing a bunch of money <laughs> on the Warriors. I saw I saw a comment. Doing it. I saw a comment saying, "Why does this guy yell so much? Why is this guy always screaming at the camera?" Must be my mom. No, oh, I think that one might have been Prince my mom. Likes, Prince, Prince likes to bring a lot of energy, and I like it. I like it. But yeah, you are you give it to the audience a lot. You do like to raise your voice at the audience. Is there a reason for that? Well, that's how you get. Uh, that's how you get people. Like whether you're mad or you're like, if you like the video, that's cool. But if you don't like the video, that's even cooler. Because the best is when you have people commenting paragraphs. I don't know. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> Clearly, this was a holding penalty based on subsection three of the NFL codes. Like, you know what I mean? Those are the guys that I like because I'm like, okay, not only did I, you know, stop you from your scrolling journey, I made you watch it again and again and again as you continue to type out your long comments. So that's the people that I'm trying to capture with these loud yelling videos. Okay, I like it. So you're, you're they're the there to stir it up, mix it up. You want to have an impact yeah. on your day. Like well, that. what pisses so this is this is one thing I was talking about the other day with someone. This this pisses me off. So I, you know, the NFL is you know somewhat scripted. You know, they getting the scripts out. You know, there's that joke. Oh, it's rigged. Oh, it's scripted. Oh, the refs have money on the games. I believe that to an extent, there are probably some instances where there are calls or referees who have you know Vegas in their interests and scripted. But the NFL has a marketing campaign right now where they're all sitting in a room, the players, some actors, and they're reading the scripts of the season. So they're embracing the joke that the NFL scripted and the NFL's rigged. And people look at that and go, oh, ha, ha, ha. That's so funny. So creative. And then when I do it, oh, you're an idiot. Oh, you're stupid. Oh, you, why do you wear sunglasses? Blah, blah, blah. You know, that's what I don't like. That's what I don't so, like. So you think they're actually pulling a double swing on the audience by like, oh, like we're going to play into the joke like it's not true. But really, it is scripted. But we're going to say it's scripted so you guys are too dumb to think that it would actually be scripted if we're telling you it's scripted for sure. Like you have, so you're not buying NFL it for a second. Players. I'm not buying no, it for I'm a not. second. I'm I don't buy it for a second. I'm, not, I'm second. not buying their ability to try to be like, Oh, haha, we're obviously not scripted. So I'm going to make a joke about it. No, you are scripted and you're trying to deter people from it by, you know, having these scripted commercials and only smart, smart guys like me who know and expose these guys. The reason these videos always do so well is because people agree with it and they know that I'm on to them. So the NFL, if you're listening, anyone, script writer, I'm on to you. Uh, yeah, Prince I'm is never you. wrong. Okay, Prince, Prince always never. has a inside scoop on what's happening. It seems like he's always correct. And I love that about Prince is that if you watch his Unless videos, his, ta <laughs> his takes are amazing. Oh. Yeah, I don't think there's I don't think there's a worse better than Prince in this history of the world. So don't ever listen it's to insane. one of Prince's uh, picks. It's actually terrible. Like every time he lays a bet down, it's wrong. Like I actually can't even believe it. Like I think that what we you laid one down the Toronto Raptors one. I don't even know that was a miracle hit. We were down thirty oh, yeah. points in like the fourth quarter, and Prince had a hometown hammer, of course. Oh, and uh, it ended up hitting. It did end up hitting, but. I think that was the first time I've seen you win a pick in like a year. Like I swear you haven't won a bet in a year. Well, I see. So it, whenever I post picks, they don't hit or there's something miraculous that happens to make them not hit. But whenever I'm at home, I don't post it. I do it in my little phone. I win. So I am winning. Just People don't know it. But I do. Oh, do you okay. remember we were in okay. Buffalo 
we were at a we were at a Sabres game, and I did a video. You filmed it for me, and I was like, <laughs> "Give me the Sabres! The Sabres are going to win tonight. We're in Buffalo, Prince Huda, boots on the ground, hometown hammer." And literally the second you stopped filming, the Penguins scored, and the and the Buffalo ended up winning that game, <laughs> like seven four or something like that. Yeah, like, like that's pounded. that's the level of of jinx that I'm on when it comes to these. So. Teams. Anyone listening, just like bet the opposite of Prince when he comes out and he is like, <laughs> and he knows like when he comes out with that level of confidence, go opposite, like and you, and you will win a lot of money. Like I'm telling you guys, like if you follow Prince's takes, like that's your he's actually saying that, so you bet the other way. Like if you guys didn't know Prince, he was what he's actually doing is it's actually very smart. He'll come out online, he'll say one thing. But really, Prince is putting money on the other side. So you guys don't even really know that. Prince actually bets the opposite of what he tells you. And he wins every time. <laughs> I, I wish I could sit there and say, I wish I could sit there and say that I've had a lot of betting conquests. I will say I have had some, you know, victories. If you guys follow me, I posted about Jake Paul yesterday saying he was going to win his fight via knockout. And if you saw the highlights, he did. Win his fight Uppercut to the dome piece. I watched that. Yeah. Don't let me get hot. You know, don't let me get hot. I'm not sure how real these boxing fights are. I'd love to get your thoughts on this because I think these opponents are always handpicked by Paul's camp to give people the illusion that, oh, maybe Paul's going to lose. And then what we saw happen yesterday usually happens all the time. Yeah, whoever he was fighting was trash. I don't like he looked so bad out there. Like I was watching and I don't think the other guy threw a punch. Did he even throw a punch? Like maybe one? Like. Yeah, he landed and a jab, I, but like he just looked so nervous in there. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, bad. like honestly, like honestly, I think you throw my buddy Ben in versus Jake Paul, and it's and it's a nightmare for Jake Paul. Like I don't even know. Like it's like I feels like he's fighting guys that, um, like I mean, he fought Woodley. Like that's crazy. I don't know. Like is he? I feel like he's like okay at boxing. Like he's obviously like trains every day. He's meditating. He's getting his mind in the right spot. Like it just doesn't like seem like he's a naturally talented boxer. Like it doesn't seem like he's like fluid. No. Like as like when I throw the gloves on, I don't box, but it just looks like I'm a boxer. You know what I mean? And some guys just have it like that. What I respect about Jake Paul is like he said it yesterday after the fight, like. I was on Disney Channel three years ago. I didn't even know how to throw a jab. And my goal is to show anyone that you can do whatever you want. You know, I went from Disney Channel to now boxing, selling out, you know, arenas and all these cards. So I respect what he's doing because he is open. Like, hey, listen, like I didn't know how to box. And now I'm knocking out UFC fighters. So, you know, what are you going to say now kind of thing? So I like that about Jake. Yeah, Paul. I'm a Jake Pauler. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Jake Pauler. Like, don't, don't, get, don't get that wrong. I'm a big Jake Pauler. Um, the arc has been crazy, you know. He's been fighting. He's been he's taking he stopped YouTube to box, which is crazy, and yeah. he must be making a pretty penny with these fights. Like, is, are these pay per views selling? Like, are they claiming that these are doing well? Like, he says he says they are. Yesterday's wasn't a pay per view. It was only on the zone. So, and it was it was weird yesterday. Like, it was in a small venue. It was in a casino in Orlando. Like, it was definitely the lowest budget jake paul fight that i've ever seen but again nobody cares about that if you get a highlight real knockout so i feel like that's it i feel like that was designed for him to you know add another win to the column no one's really like they're trying to build up 
obviously his record now because the more like that that one he has on the record's tough because now he's lost like it's just not as mm-hmm. big of a deal like that first loss is like why you watch someone fight you're like i want to see this guy finally lose like that's why everyone would watch mayweather because mm-hmm. even at when he at age 45 you're like is he could he possibly lose this and like lose his perfect record so i feel like having a one on his record now it's like do i really care to watch jake paul fight a nobody like not really like i want to see him fight someone i don't even know who i want to see him fight like i get like i'm i'm in, i'm I'm definitely invested. Like I like watching it. Like I'm going to sit there. I'm not buying it. You know what I mean? I'm finding that stream somewhere, but I'm definitely tuning in. Like yesterday I was intrigued enough to throw it on the, on the laptop and watch it. But yeah, it's interesting. YouTube boxing. I think there's only one law. Like you say, YouTube boxing, there's only one logical fight for Jake Paul that will, you know, draw that number, sell out that arena. And that's the KSI fight. Like those are the two, you know, figureheads in this YouTube boxing, you know, game. Logan's kind of jumped out. He's doing WWE now. He said he's done with boxing. So it's really like Jake Paul, KSI, and they're kind of both going like this. KSI lost, but he gets a nice, impressive knockout in his next fight. How do you not make the super fight of Jake Paul versus KSI? Is that, you think they're hyping it up or is like KSI, like, just like, I don't really care anymore? Or like, what? Like, I think it's tough because Jake Paul is training boxing every day. And, like, yeah. KSI is like, all right, I do this. But, like, I'm not, like, training every day like Jake Paul is trying to, like, beat Canelo. Didn't he? Like, That's his goal. Know, That's like, his goal. He wants to fight Canelo and he thinks he can beat him. So, I mean, kudos to him. And I'm a, big pro- big, I'm a big proponent. I'm a big proponent to dreaming big and, like, believing in yourself and, like, you know, oh, yeah. saying you're going to do something and then doing it. Like, I think the human mind is crazy if you set it to something, but like just watching, you know, Jake Paul in the ring yesterday with, I wasn't too amazed with his skills. Like it just, it just, it doesn't seem like he's like a boxer. Like it doesn't seem like he's got like, like he's coordinated, but like, I don't even know if he's as coordinated as me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just sorry. I'm just like putting it out there. Like, when I throw a jab, I feel like it might look a little smoother and I haven't been training for five years. You know what I'm saying? Like my jab looks nice. My jab looks clean. I'm athletic. I'm coordinated. Like, I feel like Jake Paul is coordinated. It just doesn't seem like he's like, I don't know how I'm trying to like, just like the way, you know, when you look at someone, you're like, Oh, that guy can box. Like, even if he hasn't, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't come across as like, this guy is a fighter. It's like, no, this guy is, uh, social media influencer it's hard to shake that image and i don't think he ever will truly shake that image but i do i love watching these fights so i'm gonna keep watching them and i hope he does fight canelo because that would be (laughs) that would be a shit show tell me you wouldn't watch you wouldn't want to watch oh my goodness like canelo like it would be ridiculous like it wouldn't even be like like i would love to see him versus ryan garcia you know what i mean like he he was saying he could I think he said he could beat Ryan Garcia or something at some point. I'm like, I don't know about that. Like Garcia's Garcia is a bit smaller. So I, I like, do it doesn't that, matter. I don't think yeah, it I matters at all. I mean, like when the kid's been training his entire life in boxing versus someone who picked it up four years ago. Um, it's just night and day difference. Like Garcia would just rip to the body, rip to the dome. Um, I've been watching quite a bit of boxing now since all this stuff has started. Yeah. Like I kind of, 
kind of I kind of got into it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Logan Paul versus Mayweather. That was crazy. Well, we have you here, Coach Chippy. So I do want to get into some hockey. I mean, no better team to start with than the hometown team, the hometown hammer, the Toronto Maple Leafs. How do you feel about the Maple Leafs so far this season? Oof. How do I feel? I feel like we're the same team as last year. I don't know. I'm feeling like we got the big dogs scoring, and when they're scoring, we do well. And when the big dogs aren't going, the team's not going. I think we have a good record. I feel like I feel like we're a good regular season team. I feel like we we're fun to watch. It just seems like the playoffs come around. We got the same team. It really just feels like it's the same team as last year. I hope it's different. You know what I mean? I hope. I just don't know if we have the physicality again. Like that was their that was our biggest downfall. Is whenever the playoffs come. It gets real nasty, gets real physical, and we don't have an answer. And I'm just scared that it's going to be the exact same thing this year. It's, it's the physicality. It's the Florida Panthers. Um, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully the boys can step up and lay some body and get after it, get nasty. Um, there are, they are like McCabe threw a crazy hit the other oof. night. Like they are, you know, they're starting to show a little bit of that that grit, which I, I hope carries on into the playoffs. Yeah, like just even watching the I mean we were down five nothing to Oh yeah. Who were we playing the other night? Columbus, I think. Yeah, Columbus. Columbus. Five oh to Columbus is crazy. <laughs> and then the comeback was even crazier. And then the yeah. boys couldn't get it done. Like, are you kidding me? You can't you come back from five oh and third and you guys can't get it done in OT? Like that's that so leaps hurt. though. That's so that's so leaps. The 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 team of heartbreak. I will say, though, as a, not a super hardcore hockey fan, I've been loving the games this year. They're all super high scoring. We don't play a lot of defense. We rely on outscoring teams, a lot of overtime games, some shootouts, which is what I love. So as much as I enjoy it as a fan, I do worry when we get to playoffs, are we going to be continuing to outscore teams? And are we going to win in three-on-three or shootouts? There is none of that. So it does concern me a little bit for playoffs, but I'm loving what I'm seeing right now as a fan. I like that. I do love watching them play. I'm a forever diehard Leafs guy. I hope we can bring it in the playoffs. Like Pappy scoring at an alarming rate right now. He's got like 23 goals already. I love seeing that. Projected. I love seeing Pappy. I love seeing Pappy doing that. I mean, as any Leafs fan, I would. I'd probably rather him win the scoring title than us even making the playoffs. You know, I mean, I'm a Pappy guy. All right, I'm a Pappy guy. That's uh, at the end of the day, I'm a Pappy guy. You know what I mean? I'm going wherever Pappy goes. Okay. In case you didn't know, Coach Chip, Coach Chip goes where Pappy goes. That's Pappy true. goes where Chippy goes. That's how it works. Um, that's my guy, and I love when his horse is firing because it's awesome watching that guy score goals. And oh, like yeah. I said, Pappy and I are probably going to go out for dinner soon with Bieber and and Drizzy. So we're gonna have that plan. It's not. It's being planned. It's being planned. You got room speak. for one more. You got room for one more. Can we Prince, get Prince on that table? Prince, Prince might be able to get to the table. We'll see. Um, First round's I gotta talk, you get me I got to talk table. to Pap. I got to talk to Pap. You see, you see what Pappy's saying. You know what I mean? But um, he is my guy. Pappy's my First guy. First round's on me. If you get me at that table, first round's on me. And you don't drink, so that's even you know what? First you know what? That's true. But you know what? I might be a huge LA Kings fan now. 
Oh, your boy. <laughs> I, your boy, talk him. Yeah. Talk him up. Yeah, Q. Big Q. Big Q Byfield. That's my huge guy. Huge year. Having a big, big season. It's because I gave him a, I fired him up during the summer. I said, Byfield, this is your year. Don't go out there, flow. Don't think too much. Um, I gave him a couple Magic Mojo beanies. He's been wearing them into every game. He's been wearing the Magic Mojo beanie into every game. So he is Team Sty and Flow. That is 100% confirmed. I actually have a package I'm supposed to be sending him out, sending out to him soon. Um, but, you know, Coach Shippy doesn't doesn't do anything too quickly. Um, so I should actually do that in the next couple of days, get the package sent out to him. Him, him Kempe, a couple of the boys there. Um, right. They're my new favorite team to watch. They're a wagon. LA Kings are my yeah. team now. Yeah. You're staying up late to watch those games? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm watch, watching Q light it up like that. He's having a big season. Yeah. He's having a big yeah, season. Yeah, he's got 22 points as we are recording, which is, is how many points he had last year, and he's done it in half the amount of games. So big year for Q. And, again, if you attribute anything to his newfound success, it's got to be joining Team Style and Flow. 100%. I do want to hit Q. If you're listening to this, I do want to – Get a couple, um, couple kickbacks from that new contract you're going to sign because it is contract <laughs> year. Okay? It, it is a big year. That's what I'm saying. So it's a big year for Q. I think that speech deserves, you know, a little bit of a kickback from that contract. Don't worry about it, but a percentage would be nice. A percentage would be nice, Q. Um, but yeah, Q's my guy. Byfield's my guy. Adrian Kempe's my guy. I love the LA Kings. There you go. Are they a your team to make it out of the West for the Stanley Cup? Yeah, that's my team. That's my West oh. team for sure. Toronto for LA sure. Finals? Give it to me. Yeah. Who do you root for, though? Oilers are looking good, though. Oilers oh, were looking yeah. good. They were on an eight-game eight win streak, but they did end up... I was watching against um, Tampa Bay there. They were up 3-2. They came back from 2 nothing, oh. and then they lost 7-4. They got so that's pounded, tough. yeah. Yeah. But that's that team, so, They're a fun team, too, like Toronto. Like, high-scoring games... You don't know what you're going to get every no. any given night. So they're fun to watch. I mean, I'd love to see it. I think the Canada would love to see a Toronto-Edmonton final, but now you got to think about Vancouver, too, in the West. That's ridiculous. Vancouver, right? like, that's the biggest surprise, I think, of the year. Is JT Miller second in points in the league? What are we talking about? And then and Quinn Hughes, team. fun fact, played, played against them um, mm-hmm. for, like, six years of my life he played for the toronto marlies growing up and um he's like scoring like a forward out there he's literally oh, has like nasty 30 something points and like it's ridiculous he's lighting it up from the point um one of the best defensemen in the league i guess him and mccarr um yeah that's fun to watch the thing i like seeing canadian teams do well i want to see more canadians team do canadians team Canadian teams do well. Um, Montreal it's good for the sport. a little bit. It it's is. Well, it's good for Canada. I mean, it's good for the... Yeah. We love hockey so much. Like, I don't think a Canadian team's won the cup, and I don't even remember... Like, when's the last time a Canadian team won the cup? 30. I think it was 92 or 93, so 30 years. Who won it? Yeah. Montreal, I believe. Interesting. I always say I believe because I don't want to get called out like, oh, you said this and you're wrong. But no, I'm fairly certain it was Montreal 1993. Interesting. Yep. Correct. Okay. So we need to get another championship in Canada. Like, that's ridiculous. It's 2020. 
94. Yeah, we yeah. haven't won. Canada hasn't won a years. cup since 93. Are you yeah. serious right now? That's well, crazy. If there's a year, it could be. I mean, you got a lot. I mean, you got Toronto. You got Vancouver. You got Edmonton right now. You know, those are like probably the three you would think. But again, the amount of hurdles they would have to get to Toronto to the finals. I mean, I don't want to say it as a fan, but fuck, could you imagine the Leafs Cup? Oh, God. A Leafs Cup. Oh, my God. Would be Goosebumps talking about it right now. The biggest thing ever. Like, I think that Ever. would be, I don't even want to know what the content would be like. Like, I feel like the content would be firing at all cylinders too. The numbers would be crazy. It would cup be a big bound. cup bound. Drake's going to hop on the song. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. That would be like the city. Like I th- I literally thought last year was the year I was like, we released that cup bound song. I was like, we're going to will the Leafs to a championship and that was the whole idea with the with the song it was like we're going to reprogram the minds of least fans to be positive and finally overcome the hurdle from 1967 like that's ridiculous bro 1967 is the last time toronto Maple Leafs won a stanley cup that is ridiculous like that needs to end it's pretty sad because like you know like our parents likely have never seen the Leafs win a cup. You know what I mean? Like that is how old and how wide this gap is. And we saw the Raptors win a championship, what it did for this city. I think whatever a Leafs championship would do would be double what the Raptors did. I mean, you think that parade, 1.4 million people at the Raptors parade. I mean, we're talking maybe 3 million at the Leafs parade. I'll just say that right now. Okay, let's start playing. I'm starting to plan the Leafs parade already. I feel very good about. You're gonna be in the. You're gonna be in it. You know what I mean. I'm gonna be filming. I want to be on the float. I want to be on the float with Pappy. I want to be next to Pappy and the boys and be like, yeah, Coach Chip's gonna get behind the bench next year. Like imagine, I like Keith. I like I don't I don't want to disrespect Keith, but yeah, I mean, if you want to come in there and change up the culture, oh no, bounce Keith for Coach Chip for sure. Yeah, I mean, bounce Keith and I got us a chip for sure. You guys we could work together, together but I want to be calling. I want to be setting the lines. I feel like I'd be a good line setter. Um, I'd be moving them around a lot more. I don't like how he gets kind of sticks with his guys. Like, no, I want to see. I want to see Domi up playing with Marner. Okay, they played juniors together. Domi needs to get going. I'd be putting Domi up with Marner and Matthews for a uh, change up. Like they haven't tried that one yet. They haven't tried that look. Maybe yeah. get Domi. Maybe get Domi going. He's a skill guy. He hammers guys. Get that going. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just not enough mixing, mixing and matching that I'd like. Um, especially in regular season, what doesn't really matter. We can really test what works and what doesn't work. We might as well try it all. Like, we got Gregor on the first line last game. I called He's that. Good. Actually, I He's said, really good. I said he should get up there. He wasn't able to perform with the big boys, but um, but he's good in his role, though. Like, yes, I, like, I like that guy. He is. He's definitely good in his role. He had to. He's kind of replacing um, Engvall. Pierre Engvall was oh, on that third line, him. kind of. He was pretty big good. Boy. He was a big boy. Like we just, even the other day, we had the. Uh, they did the dad's uh, road trip. They kept showing Ty Domi in the box. Like he looks. Like, can we get him out there? Like let's get Big Ty like, out there. Let's get Ty. Looks like he could go. He could knock someone out. You know, maybe not speed wise, but I think he could you know, throw him in there for a fighter and a you know a big face off. I'd love to see Ty out there. Have you seen who he's been hanging out with? He's been like, 
hang out yeah. with Drake. And then he was with, what was it, Michael Brady. Buble? He was Tom with Brady Michael and... Buble and Tom Brady. What? What? What is like, how is Ty Domi getting invited to all these things? Like, he's also, so when uh, Mark Wahlberg is another good buddy of his, yeah. Rick Flair, like Mike Tyson, I saw it was last year in the playoffs at the Dallas Stars game. It was Mike Tyson, Ric Flair, Ty Domi. Like, how is he even in these group chats? Like, what is Ty Domi up to these days that he's getting all these connections? I love it. I love it. I don't it. know. I love it too. It's actually incredible to see. He, Drake but, yeah. brought him out. Wait, if I, if I, I'm also remembering now. Uh, Drake had his concert here, and Ty Domi walked out to uh, walk so out with him. Yeah, so I'm saying insane. he's tapped Almost in, tapped man. in person in Toronto. Ty Domi, like, and, and it's funny because you, I didn't hear about him until Max Domi got back on the team. It was like Ty, like Ty Domi, like no one was talking about Ty Domi, and now all of a sudden, Max gets brought to the Leafs, and now he's being brought out with Drake, like. The Ty Domi arc is crazy. You he could argue Ty Domi. You could argue Ty Domi's benefited more from his son being on the Leafs than his son has. <laughs> Facts. Honestly. Facts. Yeah. Like I think I think I think I, I think Domi should have got, got a better opportunity. It was obviously a tough start to the season for him. Yeah. Just wasn't able to bury that puck. And then when you're not scoring, it's like tough. And then you got bumped to that third line. So I would like to see him kind of get going and see if he can get firing a little bit. I feel like he might be a playoff guy though. Yeah. It's like, get the, you know, inconsistent play, lack of scoring out of the way now, because we need you in April and March, yeah. you know, that's exactly. that. So if, if you're going to play like this now, as long as you turn around by March, April, you know, hoping Samson off is the same way, because I mean, fuck, I am nervous about our goaltending issues right now. Oh, I know what happened with Joseph wall. High ankle sprain, I think. So he's out for it said week to week. So we probably won't get him till at least the new year. You know, I you know don't rush that injury. Take your time. Obviously, want this guy healthy for playoffs, but couldn't have happened to a worse player on this team at a worse time. Yeah, that's brutal. Like, I'd love to see him uh, make a quick recovery. That's for sure. For sure. Thoughts and prayers out there. But I do want to switch gears a little bit, still in the realm of hockey, uh, starting in the next two weeks, the World Juniors. Uh, I mean, Ooh. World Juniors are a special place to you. I mean, we all, that was really the birth of of Betsy, was it Was it not? It was, yeah. Coach Chippy last August. It was the World Juniors during the summertime when he was playing with McTavish. Mm-hmm. And I remember Tavi and Betsy and... That was kind of, it wasn't the start, but that was kind of like Coach Shippy's on the scene now with these World Junior videos. Like that was kind of the, and then it was cool because it was a back-to-back World Juniors. It was during the summer and then during the yeah. winter again. So that was cool because I got to do the World Juniors in the summer. And then three months later it was back. And that was the, that was the birth of the toe drag release. That was the. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Did yeah. you coin the Seems... term Bedsy? Or was that something people were already saying? I think it was like, I think I heard it from someone, like one of the players. Um, and then I think I made it more popular. I think I made Bedsy definitely a household nickname for sure. Bedsy, Toe Drag Release. And then I actually ended up doing a podcast with Bedard. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what he said. He's like, yeah, every single rink I'm in, it's Doe Dragger Lee's, Doe Dragger Lee, <laughs> Betsy. Like, and that was pretty funny. Like, yeah, that, that stuff was crazy. Like, cause he was the talk of the town. And then obviously I'm making the videos. So then I became the talk of the town because I'm making these videos about him. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, a year later, we're back to the world J's. And who's going to be the Betsy this year? Actually, well, Easton Cowan. Easton Cowan Easton, from the Leafs? Easton, Easton Cowan bought one of my style and flow hats when I dropped I dropped the 100 hats during the the summer there. and then Oh, the next, Whiskey Road. Yeah, the Whiskey Road no style way. and flow collab. And he ended up buying one. And then he nice. sent it to me in, in the DM. And I was like, yo, this guy's style and flow. So Easton Cowan's definitely my... Uh, my guy, this this world Jays for sure. Okay, well, I'll be sure to watch out. I was, you know, and there's another guy from the Leaf, Frazier, Frazier Minton, too. So, yeah, nice to see the Leafs well represented at the juniors. Uh, are there any other players that you know of to watch out for for fans or for, for Canadian hockey players? <sighs> well, the U.S. team is pretty nasty. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. I met most of those guys at the um combine. So, like mm-hmm. Ryan Leonard, I think, um. Gabe Perot, yeah, the U.S. team's stacked. So the U.S. are going to be stacked. difficult to beat this year, I think. But Team Canada, we're stacked too. We got, uh, yeah, we got a I sh- like that. We got a stacked team as well. We got a sh- stacked team. Yeah. As well, well, every year it seems to come down to Canada, USA, and I know a lot of people don't like the World Juniors because it's the same teams every year. But as a Canadian, as one of those teams that's always in it, you know, what do I have to complain about? I don't see many of my teams ever win that no, much. No, we love it. So we I love, love it. it. Can- exactly. Canadians love it. Canadians love yeah. it. I think Canada is the biggest um, draw for the World Juniors every year. Like, we're definitely, like, I feel like we're, like, the only nation that actually cares about the World Juniors. Yeah, do Americans like, care about the I World I feel like they're starting to because their team is getting so good. Like, the U.S. development program or, like, whatever they're doing over there, like, Look at their look at the guys in the NHL that are American, like Brady or Brady Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk, Matthews, Hughes, uh, Jack Hughes, all the Hughes brothers. Um, more, we're forgetting, but there's definitely oh, there's, a ton more. I mean, they're they're absolutely a wagon now. Tage Thompson. Oh, the like, the guy on the guy on Arizona, Keller, Clayton Keller, Cooley, Keller. Yeah, cool. I mean, Paul they're all American. Field. Yeah, yeah, they're nasty. So they're gonna be nasty. I mean, Canada. Obviously, we got McDavid, McKinnon, uh, Crosby. But Crosby's getting old. Marchand, like he's still he's still going this year. You look at Crosby right I now. Know. He's still, he can still damn right, it. Crosby's still kicking it. But yeah, the I'm World going Juniors. to the Leafs game tonight. Actually, I'm gonna go see Crosby. Oh, Very excited! You gotta leave so, soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like going out for dinner too far. Uh, no, actually, just going to the game. Uh, I actually have a friend whose uh, birthday is tonight, so I'm going to go see the birthday festivities after the game. So it's a big night for Prince. That's why I want to record today and not tomorrow. But I'm excited for this Leafs game. Um, hometown hammer rule in full effect. Leafs are going to win this game, obviously. But like Coach Chippy said earlier, you might want to bet the Penguins tonight because I am pretty gold. Are you no? You're getting hot. You're getting hot. You get you had okay. last night pick. You had that last yeah, night. Yeah, I had Jake Paul. I had Jake Paul. You're right. Go Leafs <laughs> yeah. tonight. Go you won't Leafs. see yeah. this until after the game, but the Leafs are going to beat the Penguins on Saturday night in Toronto. 
Saturday night in Toronto. Yeah, I got. I feel like Pappy's. Ooh, the return ooh, of Kyle skit. That's my skit. There you go. I'm booing the hell out okay, of him. Okay, help me. No, no, help me. Help me come up with a skit right now about You're doing Dubis a skit return. on live. I mean, you could do like Dubis is like expecting cheers. He gets booed, or Dubis walks into the Leafs locker room before the game, like just want to wish you guys luck. Hope everyone's doing well. And then Pappy's like, like who is this guy? Who let this guy in? You know, oh, or like or like or like maybe he's like pumped up because like Dubis gave him all the money. Like so Dubas gave Marner all the money, like dude, like dude, <laughs> nice little parting like, gift. Yeah. Yeah, like thanks for the thanks for being a pushover, dude. Yeah, nice little gift <laughs> on the way out. That's funny. Yeah, like Dubas just gave all there. the boys all their money. Like Dubas going <clears throat> Matthews and Marner taking Dubas out after <laughs> There you go. Bending him well, whatever bending it over is. backwards for him. Yeah, whatever it is, it'll be out by the time um, you do see or hear this podcast. But I do want to to wrap up. You know, we did a nice, amazing first episode, I'd say. We talked about football, uh, influencer boxing, hockey, some life stories. And I think there's a lot we can build on here. And Chip, did you have a good time? I had a great time doing this. Oh, I had a great time. I've been enjoying this thoroughly. Saturday, I wasn't doing anything. I'm gonna go to the gym, maybe get oh, ready for this Leafs game, and then, um, yeah, that's about that's about it. I'm not uh, Chippy doesn't do a lot. I'm definitely um, planning on doing more. Um, I was actually just talking to Austin Alexander. I might go name drop. Michael Michael li- Michael live at his place for a week or something in in January. Okay. We might link up. I was like, "Yo, I need to get out of. I need to get out of Barry." He's like, "Yo, come through." So, Austin and Austin and Chippy might uh, be living together for a couple of weeks. We'll see. City boys, city boys, city boys. Yeah. Watch well, it's like interesting because when you when, like when you want to film with people, you do have to get you need FaceTime, which is like like so we can film pretty well together because we've had so much FaceTime and we've had so much like time around each other. That it's yeah. like whenever I see Austin, it's like we see each other for like a night and like that's it. And then we you know it's like so it's like being able to like see someone for longer bouts of like you just get to know them better and like get more rapport and especially when you're filming with people. So I definitely think that would be cool to get some more FaceTime with Austin because um he's definitely the big inspiration. But um yeah. That's Sweet. that's what I was doing today. Stop talking about that. Well, I appreciate I appreciate you taking the time to hop on the first episode of the Prince Huda podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned on the socials. We got the socials in the corner there. We got TikTok, uh Instagram, YouTube. Uh, wherever you guys get your your content fix, we're on there. And so without further ado, I must bid you adieu and I appreciate you all and we will see you all next week. Mm-hmm.